We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Happy Red Friday. Good to have you with us here. Dana Wright's coming up an hour from right now. Uh, there is a ton going on this weekend. This is where the fall festivals have started, the pumpkin, all the Halloween stuff is going on. So we'll plenty going on. We'll get to that list here uh, coming up a, later, a little bit later in the hour. Newsweek had this essay this morning um, that got my attention because I am nearing this point that this woman in this essay talks about. And I think it's really relatable, I suspect. And if you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. It's an essay that was written by a woman named Dara Kurtz, whose mom died at the age of 52 of skin cancer. And so she, the headline in this was, mom was too young to die. I dreaded turning her age. And it's, it's a lengthy essay that gets into the older I got and the closer I got to my mom's age of death, the harder that age became for me, approaching that age. She feared what would happen when she hit that point. Would she end up getting the same kind of skin cancer that her mom got? And she also wondered about the example that would set for her daughters, wondering, do women in the family die when they hit this point? Yeah, and, and if you have somebody in your family who died early like that, and I mean, 52, that's that's early. I'm already, that's in the rear view for me. So yeah, I, I can get that. Um, my parents both died well into their seventies, so I'm not anywhere near it yet. Thankfully, mm-hmm. you know, at least for now. Um, but uh, yeah, I can kind of get where that would happen. Uh, the closest experience I have with that is my dad, his father and both of his father's brothers all had heart attacks at 57. Oh, wow. One of them didn't make it. The other two did, but they all had heart attacks at 57. And my dad said, the day I turned 57, I'm like looking at my watch going, okay, <laughs> you know, like when's it going to, thankfully he didn't. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, knowing that, that that's in the family history and that something like that has gone on before when you hit that age, does it really hit you hard? And if you have been past this point already, how, what, what was that experience like for you? Or if you're in that position where you're getting closer you know, you're you're within like five or ten years of when uh, you start thinking about it. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. It's it's not a, like intellectually, you know, that if your parent died at a young age, you're not magically going to turn that age and then something's going to happen. Like sure. your brain knows that, but there's a part of you that is aware of that year. And I'll say I'm I'm I'll be forty five soon. My dad died at fifty of a heart attack. Um, that was traced to some other things. Agent Orange was a factor and, and a bunch of other things, but he died of a heart attack. I mean, he woke up in the middle of the night with chest pain and and was gone. Yeah. I got five years until I hit that point, five and a half. And I do think about it. 
it, it does occur to me as I get closer, there's this weird, like anything after 50 is borrowed time because that's what he got. Yeah. It was 50 years. And again, it's not intellectual. You're we're smart enough to know better, but I do think about it. Like better make the next five years really good because you don't know what's going to happen after 50. Have you, have you had, I mean, I think by this age, we've all had friends who have died. Have you had one that hit you that same way that hit you like, okay, now I'm older than they were. And now I'm older than they were by five years. Now I'm older than they were by, by 10 years, because that that's again, the closest, I guess, personal thing Mm -hmm. that I have to that is that a very, very good friend of mine uh, from the radio business years ago also died very early. I think Brian was 42 when he died Mm -hmm. and that was like, okay, it was just a reminder that that can happen. And he died. I mean, the way that you described your dad, it was exactly that. He woke up in the middle of the night, told his wife he was having chest pains. They called 911 and he was gone. Yeah. Um, and answers your question, no. I can't think of any friends that I've had um, that have... This is kind of the big one for me. I mean, I've, I've, I've had a lot of loss in family members. Yeah. But my dad was a big one. I was 22. It was out of nowhere. We were very close. This is the, you know, that that's kind of the bar that was set for me. The other weird thing that that we're hitting timing wise is that um, the math works out soon that I've now lived almost as long without him as I had with him. There's a quote behind that. There's a very like a very pretty quote about um, I've now missed you longer than I had you. And so I'm that math also is occurring to me. It's, it's just a weird we have weird feelings about this stuff. And a lot of you are texting in that can relate as well yeah so if you want to jump in 913-586-7798 and i think i mean with family obviously there's going to be a bigger connection there not only because it's a familial connection but because you share some of that dna so but but still i think there is something to that when you have friends that that are around your age who have been gone for a while Mm -hmm. that you start looking back at that and think how could that happen uh, he was 48, uh, by the way, uh, not 42, but he was 48 when he died, which still is very, very young and was a guy that, you know, didn't seem to, he wasn't sickly, you know, it, it, and it was just, again, that reminder that it, you don't have to be, that sometimes lightning strikes. Um, and that was kind of a toughie, but we'll go to Mike in Kansas City North, uh, do some talking about this. Hey, Mike. Hey, good afternoon, you guys. Afternoon. Hi. What's on your mind? Okay. So. My dad passed away at the age of 61 due to a stroke, and he was a heavy drinker and a heavy smoker, and I'm currently 52, and I think about this all the time. Now, the difference with me is I'm not a drinker at all, and I have never smoked a day in my life, but I've had a couple other health scares. I've had a compressed spinal cord surgery. I've had a total knee replacement, high blood pressure, you know, those type of things. But I do. And, and Jamie, when you read that letter from that lady, it just it like it hit home. It was almost like, you know, how when you see something, it may turn you white as a ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt when you read that. And, and I, I think about this, you know, I'm nine years away from matching my dad's age when he passed away. And I'm thinking, OK, what can I do to make my health better? Yeah. So that when I hit 61, I don't suffer the same fate. My brother's a couple years younger. He's already had a heart attack from being a heavy smoker. So I try to get it through his head. You know, you need to stop some of the lifestyle choices that you're doing or you're going to wind up just like dad. Have and, you, you, know, at, you know, 21 years ago, they said, man, 61 is young. 
And go ahead, John. I think even now, a couple of decades later, 61 is really young. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. We're with life expectancy getting longer and longer and longer. And I was wondering, I mean, you said you've, you've examined your own lifestyle choices. What I would do in that situation, uh, just by knowing me, and I wonder if you've done this too, have you gone through and, and looked at, you know, read everything about stroke that you can get your hands on? I have. Okay. And, um, you know, I'm also type 2 diabetic, but, you know, I've, I've lost 85 pounds in three years. Good for you. Good for you. You know, I've, I've cut out a ton now. I've still got a long way to go. I'm still around 350, so I'd, I'd like to get down another 100, 125. But I've made some choices in my life, you know, food and calorie-wise to help with my diabetes. And obviously the cholesterol and the blood pressure helps that reduces that stuff as well. But, yeah, as far as reading up on strokes and if it's hereditary or if it's just some of the things that, you know, you're a heavy smoker or you eat a lot of fried foods or whatever you can do to combat a stroke, absolutely. I've done a ton of research on that and tried to steer away from those type of lifestyles where – you're not really afraid to live because I'm not afraid of dying. It's just the thought of being dead. As my good friend Joe <laughs> did. Great line. Yes. Yeah. So, Absolutely. All right. Appreciate you guys. Have a yeah. great day. Thank yeah. you Thanks very much. A bunch Best to you. For Thanks. The call, Mike. Um, yeah, I am. And I don't know if anybody else is in this situation, but I am fully prepared for, or at least I'm aware of the guilt that is going to come. Again, it doesn't make sense, but I'm fully aware that I will probably feel guilt when I make it past his age, that you get to go longer. Yeah. Because I felt that way all along. I felt every year, I, I feel that way every year, like that he's gone and I'm not, but but I feel, I'm ready for the guilt that will come after that point. Well, yeah, and, and he mentioned the smoking thing. That was the big difference. Dad was a two-pack-a-day smoker from the time he was 16 until the day he died uh, and still made it to 75. And, you know, and that's something that I quit. I have now quit smoking far longer than the number of years that I smoked. So and I don't know that that was necessarily part of the decision at the time, but looking back on it now, I mean, knowing what smoking does to your heart and the fact that he lived as long as he did, it's just, it, it, to me, it's more amazing that he lasted that long. Yeah. And if, if the result of this is you examine your own health choices, that's good. Yeah. That's the healthiest that's exactly way you what can should do happen. It. Sure. Yeah. Let's go to Carrie next in Overland Park. Hi, Carrie. Hi, I'm so glad that you guys are talking about this because I don't feel so alone in this. Good. I'm 48 now, and I lost my mom when I was 19 years old, when she was 53. And it's something that I have thought about ever since she passed away. I have three oldest and has lived longer with me as his mother than I had lived with my mom Wow! and it's just very interesting. I know my siblings who have hit my mom's age say it's very weird to hit that age. And even just thinking in the way that she passed away, they thought she had gallstones and they went in, they found cancer and a rare form of cancer, which is bile duct cancer. And a couple years ago I had my gallbladder removed and I freaked out in the hospital. Like I had a full on anxiety attack because I just thought, Oh no, if they go in for this surgery, are they going to find cancer as well? So oh, wow. it just plays a crazy mind game with us. What what in what ways does that manifest? I mean, the the panic attack notwithstanding, are there other things that you find yourself doing whether they're rational or not because of that? 
Yes, I, I've struggled with health anxiety over the years, to be quite honest. And you never want to go to the doctor. With, yeah. Right. I've sought help with that. And so for me, it goes to the, the extreme of I, I really like natural medicine, but I've had my husband has helped me find there's a both and balance there just because of some circumstances around my mom's death with um with that as well mm-hmm. of okay there's a place for both of them and so he's like it's okay like you need this medication and so I'm you know I, I've tried to do the best I can I try not to pass that kind of health anxiety onto my kids at all but it's kind of like uh, silent struggling silently I guess uh, and but you're able to talk to your husband about it Oh, yes, Good. absolutely. And I mean, I live a full, vibrant life, but it's just if something comes up that even if it's not related to like a gallbladder or how she passed away, it's I'm always thinking of my mom. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And you always will. Carrie, thank you. Yep. Thanks. I'm glad we could help out. Thanks, Carrie. It's funny. I hesitated a little bit about whether to have this conversation today because I know it's kind of um, I know it's dark. I, I, I get it. And I appreciate that so many of you are calling and texting because I, I wonder about it. We have a special guest here with us on the line that we're going to get to here real quick is uh, Chris Katz of KNBC Channel 9, of course, anchor of the uh, the news on Channel 9, was kind enough to call in. Chris, welcome. Hi, Chris. I would hesitate. I, hey, hey, guys, I would hesitate to describe myself as a special guest. But... <laughs> You're special to us. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. This is, I, I, I congratulate you guys for having this conversation because I, for the longest time, I thought Dana and I were the only ones who talked about this as it related to me. Well, we got past 99 unexpectedly um, at the age of 65. And he was pushing a uh, snowblower on a day when there was a foot of snow on the ground. And so uh, here I am at 64, looking ahead to becoming, hopefully, 65 yeah. and wondering, gosh, am I going to make it? Um, and so I have, as I said, Dana and I have had long conversations about this uh, for quite a while. And, you know, in my father's case, he had horribly high blood pressure, though he was under the care of a cardiologist. But as I say, his, his blood pressure was, uh, up until the day he died, an issue and was a, was a major factor, um, I think, in his ultimate passing. Um, I have high blood, blood pressure as well. But I also, I think I probably take better care of myself than my dad did. My blood pressure is, is great, um, thanks to my doctor and my cardiologist and, you know, a couple of uh, pretty good meds and a fairly regular amount of exercise. I mean, you guys know how much golf that Dana and I play. on a, <laughs> Sure. On a <laughs> That's hard work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's a lot of walking, which, you know, I think the experts would tell you that that's a good thing. But um but there is always that sort of nagging thought in the back of my mind, will I make it past, will I make it to 65, number one, and secondly, will I make it past 65? Yeah. Uh, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm doing all of the right things, but as we all know, that's not necessarily a guarantee. Well, sure, yeah. and, and I think, I mean, there, there's, there's a word, I think, to be said in this about closeness as well, because I was extremely close to my dad. Me too. I, and I, I've seen, Chris, the loving tributes that you've posted on social media about your father, and the fact that you two were in the same line of work. I mean, it, it's it's a, a very close relationship and feeling that about him, knowing again that you're, that you're looking at the age where, where you lost him. Um, I, I wonder how much that plays into it. 
I think it plays a lot into it. it, it and it's not just uh, it's not just the fact that we were in the same business, um, doing the same things, subject to the same kinds of stresses that come with this this particular job. But again, we share many of the same um, health issues that I think ultimately played major factors yeah. in his passing, and and are things that I, I, I think I'm I think I'm doing what I can to try to address those now. But uh, as I said earlier, it's it's not a guarantee, and and it is always I won't say a constant worry, but it's a pretty consistent one. Well, selfishly, Chris, we want to keep you on the news as long as we possibly can. Yeah. So, so and you're doing the right yeah, thing. So I mean, thank you for that doing worry, that. You're doing the right thing. And, and as a, Dana has even gotten to the point where there have been times where she has literally yelled at me. Um, <laughs> if, and, that's, and, I, and that's not a bad thing, believe me. It's yeah. not. All right. Well, Chris Katz, always a pleasure to hear from you, sir. Uh, and and thank you for chiming in. I'm, I'm glad, as the previous caller said, it's always nice to know you're not alone. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having this conversation. You guys have a good weekend. You do the same. Thanks, Take care. Chris. Always good to talk to you. We're getting more texts than we can keep up with here. Uh, we have to get to a break if you're on hold. And and give us a call, 913-586-7798. We'll get to more of your calls next here on KMBZ. If you want to read this essay that came out of Newsweek, I just put this up on what was formerly Twitter uh, X. If you want to read it, it's the start of the conversation. Woman by the name of Dara Kurtz wrote about turning the age of 52, which is the age at which her mom died from melanoma. I want to read a quick line out of here um, and then we'll get to your calls. Whenever I thought about turning the age my mom was when she passed away, my whole body tightened with anxiety every cell in my body knew how afraid I was. And she also talks about having daughters that are 23 and 21. And she said, I wouldn't want my kids to think women in our family have a tangible expiration date and that our family is cursed. I think we're, we're all, a lot of any of us who have lost a parent are on one side of this or the other. Either you are awaiting when you hit that age as them or you're already past it. Yeah. And again, it goes back to that. We all know rationally it, there is no expiration. Date. I mean, there is one for all of us, but we but it's not determined by any of those factors. But you can't stop that. Uh, I mean, we're wired to look for patterns. And so it's natural to think that way, as we're hearing from a lot of you. Randy in Overland Park is up next. Hey, Randy. Hey, how are you guys doing? Couldn't be better, Good. Randy. What's on your mind? Well, it uh, is a great subject to be talking about. I certainly fit the uh, the bill when it comes to having lost my parents. I was 10 when my dad died and 14 when my mother died. Oh, wow. wow. And they were 49 and 53. And I just turned 61 a couple of weeks ago. So my whole life, I figured I'm not going to live very long. So... I got the most out of life, which probably isn't a good thing because I didn't take care of myself as well as I did. But now that I've passed him, and I also outlived a brother who passed away from an aneurysm uh, when he was 51. So I have an older brother who takes pretty good care of himself. And I hadn't, um, not, not horrible, but you know I hadn't done anything exercise-wise. So I lost about 45 pounds this year and I'm working out now. And I, you know, the last thing I want to do is be a burden to my family. Not that my parents were when I was a kid. Sure. Uh, but sure. you, 
you see those things happen and you go, man, how, the the odds are stacked against me to, to live a long life. But, uh, you know, have faith. You will. And it, take care of yourself. Yeah. And, and this, this is a really vague question, but I don't know how to narrow it down. Do you look at life differently now than you did 10 years ago? I do, because uh, I didn't think I was going to be here, especially yeah. the part I left out was when I was about 47, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Oh, so, I, OK, I'm I'm this is it. And fortunately, I was able to with the help of family and friends and great doctors, I was able to get through that and uh, live a healthy life now. And uh, I feel very blessed and fortunate. And now it's time to, you know, I should have done it. 20 years ago, <laughs> yeah. I should have started you and me earlier, both. but now I'm starting to take care of it. Yeah. Good, yeah. good man. I, I, I joke with my friends. I say, had I known I was going to live this long, I would have taken way better care of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, thank you for the call, man. Yeah, that's, that is, I, I wonder if there is that, you know, once you get past it, does it become that thing of, okay, it wasn't a death sentence. Now I can start living. <sighs> yeah. Um, Yes, because what you, it's, you don't want it to take that to start thinking that like, I'm, you got me thinking now about like stuff I haven't done that I've put off or that I need to kind of, I think we all have that, uh, time just goes so fast. Yeah. We just, you just, time gets away from you and you don't do the things that I, I remember thinking that like when my dad first died, I thought, well, this was the message. Cause my dad died right before he was about to retire and he was going to be forced to do some things differently. You just don't know when the end's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you see these memes online for people going, I heard somebody say 20 years ago, and I thought, oh, the 80s, and realized, no, that's 40 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Right. It's up here. We're all still 17. Let's see if we can squeeze in Wendy and Raymore here before the bottom of the hour. Hi, Wendy. Hi. Uh, I listen to you all a lot, but I've never called, but this subject made me really want to call. I'm glad you're here. Tell uh, us about it. Um, I've got a, I had a brother who passed away when he was 44. He had lung cancer and he was 13 years older than me. So I was 31 at the time and hadn't really, uh, kind of like you said, ever, everything seemed like it was so far away. And I thought about him a lot the year I turned 41. Yeah. Um, and I've never smoked, so I've not really been concerned that I was going to develop lung cancer. However, it, I've, I think more a lot about the, a lot of the regret, um, is that is just of time we didn't spend together. Um, he used to work fairly close to where I went to college, and I don't know how many times he said, hey, we need to, you know, one day, one day when you are done with school, stop by and we'll have lunch together, and we never did. And that's kind of like the, I think, the biggest regret I have in my life so far is, is just time we didn't spend together that we could have, and now I can't get it back. No, uh, and I, I guess, I mean, not like I can give you any advice on that front, but I guess the the only thing you can do at that point is look around at the people that are still here and, and make it up with them. Right. Good, good luck to you, Wendy. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for opening up like that. God, I hate to throw this in the mix, but yeah, um, my dad and my dad's brother had not spoken for two years before my dad died. Here's the let right like if if you are in that situation where you there's a conflict or you you know that there's something to be settled settle it 
Like do do whatever it takes because fights are stupid. Yeah. And so <laughs> fights are just dumb that we're they all, go on for that long. Yeah, we're all going to the same place. So yeah, get it over with while you can. If you want to get in here, dial in three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Um and we are reading all of your text messages. We appreciate it. there's a bunch coming in as well. So we'll get to those next here in KMBZ. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 913-586-7798. Again, the essay was out of Newsweek. um, And a lot of us have been in this position or approaching this position where you lost a parent and you are approaching the age or are aware of the age that they died and you're younger than that and how you feel about that coming. And we're also getting calls from those of you, how you felt about hitting that age and what you've done since then. Yeah. And, you know, we had been talking about this in terms of parents the entire time. And then we heard from Wendy right before the bottom of the hour who lost a brother, hadn't even thought about it in terms of, of losing a sibling. But yeah, that same thing must be true when you get to that age, especially if it's somebody that you were really close to or close to in age. Off to uh, Rick we go in KCMO. Hi, Rick. Hey, hey, what's, uh, what's going on? I really appreciate you guys' show. Thank uh, you. I'll be, be real quick. Um, lost my mother when I was 40. I'm 50. I'll be 54 here in a few months. Um, and uh, I just want to say to all the people out there that still have their mother or have their parents, I lost my father too as well. They were both in their the late 70s um but uh you got your parents don't take that for granted i mean it's especially your mother when my mother i'm it's been it's been 13 years or so and my heart is still broken um and it's ironically it's ironic you guys are talking about this i I was on my way to work a few days ago and the thought of missing my mother overcame me so, so bad i would i just started crying uh I said this is about 5 30 in the morning and it took a while for me to get get myself together and i do and i i'm not on facebook but i have instagram friends who's also lost their, their parents and and just it's just all of a sudden everybody's kind of making a you know status of how much they they miss their uh you know they, they miss they miss their parents i really i, re- I really miss my and I, I and i look in the mirror and i look at myself uh, physically, my physical self in the mirror. So, you know, one day, you know, this physical 
myself is not going to be here. And, and I'm just yeah. hoping and I have faith that, you know, the, whenever, whenever my time is that um, my our souls do reconnect in, you know, in, in, in the heavens. That's what I that's what I hope. And, uh, you know, that's what that's, that's my thought. Oh, Jamie, I just want to touch on when you said that, uh, you know, if you got conflict, you know, fix mm-hmm. them. Um, I haven't spoken to my son in almost two years. Uh, he's 34. We had a conflict almost a couple of years ago, and um, we haven't spoken. I, I, I have uh, grandkids by him. Uh, I keep in touch with my grandkids. I see my grandkids, but um, I've reached out to him. I really hate that right now that we're in this, uh, in this, in this, it, at this point in, in our lives. Um, but you know, I, I, I just, I, you know, I pray on it. And like you said, you know, have conflict, try to fix them. I've tried. I, I, I would hate to the point that if I do pass away, you know, how he is he feel? Because I, I would feel like crap if I'm not talking to my parents or something, and if something happened to them. You know, now I have to look at well, wow, me and my dad weren't yeah. talking at the time that you know that he died. But anyway, yeah. that's my thought. You guys have a have a very uh, blessed uh, blessed day and and, and to uh, to your audience also. Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Rick. And good luck with that with your son. I, I um I hope I didn't come off as being. Like, oh, it's just every, easy for everybody. And oh, Tom looked no. stupid. He used to talk to everybody. I don't think it's you not did. easy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't get that from what you said at all. Conflict um, gets that way. You don't, you get to a point where you don't speak for a long time for a reason. And the longer it goes, the harder it is and, to, to bridge that gap. But he's right. All you can do is be willing to lay it down. If yeah. the other person isn't, you can't control that. But at least you made the effort. Um, and I, what I wanted to address out of what he said is, you know, when he said just the other morning that, that he was overwhelmed by it, that it just hit him, even though it's been 14 years now. Uh, first of all, yes, that never right. goes away. No, never. As you know and, and I know. And, and And the other thing is you never see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time with me and I was in the same boat, I was just absolutely in tears. Um, uh, and this is going to sound funny and stupid, but I don't care. The day Jimmy Buffett died, mm-hmm. d- dad loved him. I mean, yeah. loved it. I heard that music from the time that I was six years old forever because of my, we played uh pirate looks at 40 at dad's memorial service okay Mm -hmm. it was that ingrained and so yeah i mean first of all it never occurred to me that jimmy buffett was was that close to death and second of all i never thought you know the day jimmy buffett dies is going to be really hard it was that's interesting that you say that um now you got me thinking the only singer that i remember my dad really being into well there were two was james taylor yeah and billy joel both of whom are very much still still with us yeah yeah so that's um yeah, it's the smartest thing anybody ever said to me about grief, which is it's different for everybody, but you never get over it. You only get used to it. Yeah. And it, it's true. It, it's going to, you know, and, and those of you who have had your parents gone for a long time, you know that it's it's with you forever. And it's either things like that. It's either those triggers that you never see or, you know, or never think about. Or it's those moments when something happens and you get hit smack in the face by he should be here for this. He should have seen this. You know, and yeah, those are just, those are really rough to get over. Um, and like you say, you don't, <laughs> you just, you yeah. learn to deal with them. Shelly and Olaith is up next with us. Hi, Shelly. Hi there. Um, yeah, my dad died at the age of 50 of a heart attack. 
And I was kind of at the other end of the spectrum. I had the concern or the destiny that I was going to die because I was genetically made just like him. Mm -hmm. So I was not somebody who drank or smoked a lot or did any of that, but I didn't take care of myself. And I'm 59 now, but I was on palliative care. And once I made it past that with the help of a lot of medical professionals and um, I have a lot of heart issues, but I am off of palliative care and now living life. But I did go through that. I was destined to die at the age of 50 just because of my father did. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot to be said about how it messes with your head. Oh, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. And and so what is it like for you now? I mean, how, how different are things now that you're beyond that? Oh, my gosh, I have a second life. I mean, before I could not go grocery shopping. I honestly, I could not do anything. I mean, I was able to work, but barely. I have congestive heart failure, and I was... Um, They wanted me to go on disability, and I refused to do so. Um, But, yeah, I mean, with all the surgery and a lot of other medical factors involved and a lot of health care, you know, a lot of fabulous physicians, um, I actually am living life to its fullest, and I'm off of palliative care and living a fabulous, wonderful life. Good for you. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it really does mess with your, and, you know, there are some other contributing factors, but the fact that he died at 50 and I was only 19 years old when that happened yeah. um, it played a huge role in my genetic makeup and what I thought I was destined to be and do. And, you know, and unfortunately, my mother lived to be 80, but I was, you know, genetically made up of my father and didn't even take into account the makeup of my mother. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, Shelly, I'm, I'm glad you're living that second life. Enjoy it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You all have a fabulous day. You too. You too. Here's a text that'll break your heart. I don't want to pass away until my boys have reconnected with me. They haven't spoken to me in three years. I am devastated. Yeah. I am devastated for you. Yeah. Well, I wish I had words. um, Yeah. And I don't, except I I can feel... I could, I, I, you know, you can put together what that must feel like. Um, and I hope for you that it happens. I hope that they, they lay it down. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Uh, let's go to Scooter next up in Lawrence. Hey, Scooter. Hi, how are you guys doing today? Couldn't be better. What's Great. going on with you? Well, I just, I, I chimed, ha- chimed in on the broadcast kind of halfway through and I started just, I don't know. I started thinking and, I lost my mom when I was 18 years old. She died three days before Christmas. And I think about a lot now that I'm, I'm 36. So I had her for 18 years, but I've also not had her for 18 years. And she always wanted a granddaughter. My sister had two boys. I had a girl and she never got to meet her granddaughter. And, and for me, that was that's a really big thing to, to deal with. And, you know, like I heard one of the other callers talking about like certain triggers, you know, and when it'll, it'll just come out of nowhere and hit you in the face. And it happens a lot with my daughter and certain songs, like any kind of Elvis song, we played Elvis at my mom's funeral. So if I hear an Elvis song, it's just like a slap back to reality. And I had a really big falling out with my father after she died, he kind of turned to alcohol to deal with his problems. And 
me being 18, never seeing him drink, I was like, you know, everything I was raised to believe him, like, what, what's going on? It was like a total 360. But later, we we reconnected, and now he's we're reconnected really well, and he gets to spend time with, with his granddaughter, my daughter. And it's just like you said with the grief, you, you never – it never goes away. You just you just learn to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I feel terrible for anybody that that is still grieving because it's like you said. You know, it's it's been eighteen years, but it it still hurts just as bad as it did the day I learned she died. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, a moment you will never forget. Well, Scooter, yeah. uh, best to you, man, and and enjoy your daughter. I I guess that's you know, that, that's the biggest tribute. If that's the granddaughter that your mom wanted. Treat her like she's the granddaughter your mom wanted, and I'm sure you do. All right, let's wrap this up with Eileen in Kansas City. Hey, Eileen. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Well, I just wanted to call and let you know that when I was 12 and my sister was 15, our mother passed away when she was 34, and she died of a disease called scleroderma, Mm -hmm. which there is no known cure still to this day for it. And um, my sister is 67, and like I said, I'm 64, and we made it. You know, we continuously think about her every day, but my dad raises by himself, and we turned out, I believe, okay. I, uh, you know, again, I'm going to ask you a question that's really open-ended and vague. Do you feel like you live for her? Yes, because now I have a grandson of my own, and, you know, I and my two children, I would like to have, you know, had her see them. But um, I know in my heart she's there. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That's beautiful. Eileen, thank you. Uh, thanks very much for the call. Yeah, I, I think about that because I, I have friends who lost their parents when they were in their teens mm-hmm. and have had conversations with them along those same lines that it's like, I feel like I have to live the life he couldn't. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Thanks to everybody for sharing your story. Uh, it's been a pretty cool hour. So thanks for getting in here. Uh, we will wrap the hour next on KMBZ. Happy Friday afternoon. Dana Wright coming up here in about 10 minutes. Remind us of where you are going to spend your Friday evening. Knuckleheads Garage coming up tonight. Uh, Really, I mean, great uh, concert featuring local tribute artists. Uh, We're calling it Boomer Fest. And I say we because I'll be hosting the whole thing. They were kind enough to ask. So uh, I'll be there and uh, tribute bands for Chicago, Steely Dan, the Doobies, Joe Cocker, Jackson Brown, Billy Joel. So you might come out, Jamie. (laughs) Carol King, Linda Ron. Stat, Janice Joplin, and others. Uh, what time? Uh, t- that is uh, tonight. Boy, I'm looking at this. It, it doesn't have it. You don't uh, know what time you're supposed <laughs> yeah, to be there? Boy, you, well, I know I'm going to be there, but I'm going to be there <laughs> way early. I believe the show kicks off at 7 o'clock, but uh, you can find more information on Knucklehead's uh, website there. So we are- eight, 8 o'clock. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 8. Sorry, we are clear of rain now, right? I know somebody said it was kind of spitting earlier today, but I think I see sunshine outside. Yeah, it looks a little cloudy, but uh, yeah, I don't think we're supposed to get any more rain. So yeah, it should be a great night in Knucklehead's Garage tonight. Come on and see us. Frost advisory from 3 a.m. until 9 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> wow. Wasn't it like 90 degrees early this week? Yes.
Wasn't it miserable outside like Monday? I think it was. And now frost. Okay. Enjoy that. Yeah, no rain till Tuesday. So yeah, and there is um, just just a ton of stuff going on this weekend. Um, And I don't have the list in front of me, but it's Overland Park Arboretum's got a nighttime event tomorrow night that I looked at. There are Halloween events and fall festival events and just, um, and it's going to be such a gorgeous weekend to finally get out and have it be nice out to be outside. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, a little announcement about this here show next time we get together. Uh, we've talked to her before just a few months ago. Fortune Feimster, who is just huge when it comes to you know, comedy and acting and all that stuff. Uh, she was on Colbert last night and will be with us Monday. Uh, she's got a, a concert, a comedy concert that she's going to be doing here in town a little bit later on this year. So we'll get an advance uh, little look at that from Fortune Feimster, her own self. It's funny. Not every comedian that we talk to is great on the air sometimes. <laughs> She's wonderful. Some of you know though. who I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Um, but she is great. You asked me this morning, have we talked to her? I'm like, yeah, I remember. Because yep. she's just got a big personality on stage and on the air as well. Yeah. So super cool. Oh, and, and next weekend, uh, Pat McGann is coming to town to do some comedy. We'll catch up with him next week as well. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, wrapping things up here. Um, we didn't have time to talk about this yesterday when this monkey had escaped. Now we can talk about the adventure that Momo the monkey went on in Indianapolis. <laughs> and New York Post put this, he's been captured after 24 hours of terrorizing Indianapolis. Let's not be too dramatic about it, but yes. Um, but not before he chugged a stolen beer, <laughs> broke into a vacant house and caused some injuries. Yeah, uh, and, well, now, granted, it doesn't take much to terrorize Indianapolis. Like, you walk up behind somebody and yell, boo, they'll, they'll yeah. accuse you of terrorizing Indianapolis. But you're right. Uh, the beer was the funny part, uh, mm-hmm. and it took a little over a day. I think uh, it was about 36 hours in total that Momo was out there. A, a Pattis monkey, the planet's fastest primate that can move, get this, at speeds of up to 34 miles an hour. That's a fast monkey. And... Uh, uh, yeah, injuries were reported, uh, although none serious. One bewildered neighbor had just pulled into her driveway when Momo jumped up to welcome her home. She said, I got home, just started to get out of my car, and a monkey walks up to open my car door. So he's like a little monkey valet. How do we know he chugged a beer? I, I think somebody was there. I think it was somebody's okay. beer. <laughs> and and okay. he walked up and stole it. And was like, yeah. Upended. Because there was a version of the story yesterday that said he was drunk. Ah, the Momo. drunken monkey. He. I assume it's a he. Why yes. am I assuming this is a boy? Okay. I, I believe Mo- Momo is a, a male monkey, yes. Because it seems like the kind of thing that a male monkey would do <laughs> uh, to go out and party like this over over. Uh, a female from, monkey's going to sip a glass of wine. That's right, yes. From our vast knowledge of male monkeys, uh, <laughs> we, we figure that that's the beer chugger, definitely. It's a big monkey, too. Yeah. This is not oh, a cute little baby. No, no. And like we said, with the top end of 34 miles an hour, you're not going to outrun the monkey. Um, officers, according to the New York Post, were hot on his tail, Jamie. Oh, boy. Get it? Get it? They were, they were hot. Oh. And quickly shut the doors, the uh, forcing Momo into a bathroom of a, of a house after getting a call from a homeowner that Momo had indeed invaded their home. Uh, they shut the door, uh, got him cornered in the bathroom, and they said, that was enough monkey business for us <sighs> um, <laughs> to yeah, announce Momo's capture. So New York Post. Catherine Dunleavy. Man, what, what's your beat, <laughs> sister, that this, is, that this is what you got put on? Well, good. All is well. 
um, in Indianapolis that the monkey's not out. No thank God. Terror. All right, Chiefs play 325. 325 on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings up in Minneapolis. This now means Patrick Mahomes has played against all 31 teams. This will be the last one, right? The last yeah. one that he hasn't played, and I believe that he's beaten all 30 that he, or all 31 that he's played against so far. So, or all 30 it would be. Yeah, so this may be the last victory he needs to put them all in in their place. Uh Travis Kelsey today has been talking to the media a little bit about the few weeks that he's had and and looking forward to Sunday. No word whether Taylor's going to be there. If she is, we will all know it for sure. (laughs) So, all right, have fun tonight. Everybody enjoy the weekend. uh, And we'll talk to you Monday here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.